Okay. Today's schmooze is the Fuashalema, Levana, Bat Vivian Chaya. Also, the Fuashalema, Nisim, Ben Rahel. We'll also be doing the share today, the schmooze today, the Louis Nishmat, Yosef Ben Ahlia, Latifa, Bat Esther, Rahel, Bat Latifa, Loris, Bat Latifa, and Rosette, Bat Latifa. Big, big uh, list today. Okay. Let's try to develop one Yisoyed. A little short on time. We have a Vat for the Avrechim, 12.30, and I have to be on time. I'm running on a tight schedule today. So let me try to just develop one point here. The altar from Kelm says a big Yisoyed. It's very well-known Yisoyed that the Jewish people needed the zechut of emunah to be able to get out of Mitzrayim. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu went to the Jewish people first, he approached them first, to tell them about the Geula, and they had to believe in him first. And then and only then was he able to go afterwards to Paro and experience great miracles by walking into the palace of Paro and telling him that he wants to take the Jews out of Egypt. And that's a big theme that the Alta goes with. And he says that it's going to come a time before the final redemption that we're going to be faced with challenges, big challenges of Emunah. And the only way to be Zoycha to the Geula, to the final redemption, is if we have strong Emunah. And it has to be very strong because for the Jewish people to be able to believe in the Geula, and to allow Moshe Rabbeinu to walk into Paro's palace, and to not to worry that Paro should think a rebellion is beginning, and Paro will retaliate if he finds out that a rebellion is beginning. It took a lot of guts for them to allow Moshe Rabbeinu to walk in there. It required a very, very strong emuna. So those type of levels of emuna which really, really high level of Amunah a person is going to need. And therefore, it's very, very important that we work on Amuna before the final redemption. This is the altar from Kelm's idea. I just want to bring it out in a much more deeper way and a way to show you how Amuna manifests itself in many different faces, which you, by yourself, or I, or any of us, would not think like this, Mithilah. The way I want to define what it means, emuna, the definition, the way I'm going to define it is that we have to be faithful to the mission. That's the definition of emuna. Different terms than you would normally see it that way. That means there was a mission. The mission is HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with a purpose and a mission. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted a nation. He wanted a Jewish nation. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants Eretz Israel. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants a Bet HaMikdash. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants Malchus Shemayim. Hashem has a big plan with the world. And he had a mission. And he incorporated us in part of his mission. We're part of his mission. We have to do that. We have to build Klal Yisrael. We have to accept the Torah. We have to go fight the battles to get into Eretz Israel. We have to destroy the evil in the world. We have to build the Beis HaMikdash, we have to make sure the Beis HaMikdash stands, 
We have to get here till we get to the final redemption. We're part of this this big plan. That's a very basic fundamental in Emunah. Emunah is that there's a plan and purpose that Hashem has in the Bria and it will come out to fruition. And it's our zechut to be part of it. And to step up to that. So that's the mission. To be faithful to the mission despite all odds. That means Paro came to uproot that mission. And it looked like it's not possible to actually happen. As Ramchal explains that Golos Mitzrayim was the biggest Hestaponim that ever took place in the history of the Jewish nation and never will be such a Hestaponim like that, being that we have Misorah, we have Torah, and we have Klal Yisrael, so no matter how dark it gets, at the end of the day we have certain Caleb to deal with it. But back in those times, when Klal Yisrael wasn't developed yet, it was the Uba B'me'imoy, and the Uba B'me'imoy is easy to destroy the Uba B'me'imoy, it's not a developed product yet. You don't have Torah. That type of Hestaponim never ever was like a Hestaponim like that and never will be a Hestaponim like that. So they were in a situation where everything seemed not to be Shaykh and Matthias. And they had to be faithful to that mission. Now how did that manifest itself? Besides for the fact that it came out in the way that they were believing in Moshe Rabbeinu when he said there will be a redemption... But it came out in the, in the words, in the, in the idea, in the concept of the Meshachachma in Parashat Boy, which I think is a fascinating concept. The Meshachachma says that the reason why the Jewish people, Chazal say, the reason why the Jewish people was That means that they kept their Jewish names, they kept their, their clothing, they didn't change their language. So the Meshachachim explains the Oymek Advarim is that it's really a manifestation of an Emunah. Because the point is, Loishinu Shemom is because they believed that they will have their own identity. It all says one point. They didn't change their identity, they didn't change their language, their names are the names of the Avot. They believe that they're going to have a nation, they're going to have their own identity. Even though during the tremendous Shibut Mitzrayim, if anything, this type of behavior incites more anti-Semitism. Because they're standing out, they're being different. But the point of it was that they believed and they held on strong to the Messiah that they're going to have their identity. And the point is that power's agenda is to, to destroy that, that vision, and that belief. And he wants to uproot that. And the way to incorporate the Jewish people into the Egyptian culture, that there shouldn't be any trace of Judaism, is Avdus. I mean, it's a whole deeper understanding of the sugya. The sugya of Avdus is not just to subjugate human beings in order to make some money off them. The point of Avdus is to wear people down, to destroy people, it says, uh, Avde is like, uh, Ebed doesn't have any self-esteem. He feels like an animal. He has no, no, he has no self-esteem whatsoever. So, Amel, you destroy a human being. Avdes destroys people. So, Paro was trying to break people. He wasn't just trying to get work out of people and to abuse people, to, to make money off them. Fakir, he bought, built Piton Vidam says. What's he gaining from Piton Vidam says? The whole thing's falling apart anyway. 
And you see through Chazal, the types of work that he gave them was to break the human, break the human being. Give the man the woman's work, the woman the man's work, right? All different Chazals, that this is a very, very psychological uh, approach that Paro has taken to destroy people. When you destroy people and you break people, then they don't have any sense of feeling that they have any hope for future. Lashinu Shimama Bushim Lashayim says they never cracked them in the core. In the core they never changed. Some say a very deep point. Lashinu Shimama Shame is Magdir Balashem. Shame being Magdir Balashem means the Tsura Sa'odam is a shame. That is the Tsura Sa'odam. It means that the names, the Jewish names mean that they had the Tsura of Klal Yisrael. And also it says in Chazal the Marshal that they didn't speak Lashon Hara one on the other, which was a very, very difficult test for Shas Maises not to speak Lashon Hara. Imagine someone's getting beat up by an Egyptian for not finishing his quota or whatever it may be, and he could say the other guy's fault, he was the guy I was working with, he was not, right? So they could have snitched on each other to, to alleviate pain. But what's the getter that they didn't speak Lashon Hara? So the Meshachachim's Mazbet Aumekadvarim is... That the reason why they didn't speak Lashon Hara because they understood the concept of a Uma, of Klal. Klal means that we have to work Ba'achtus. That means that, the, again, this is the same theme. The same theme. The, the point of Arayas, it says in Chazal, they didn't fall on Arayas. Like we spoke yesterday a little bit in the Shoivavim. Arayas means that the, the signature of Judaism is Kedusha. That's the signature of Judaism. That's the Tzura of a, of a Jew. So, Loishinu Shimon. And they didn't fall on our eyes, it's basically the same point. Because they didn't allow the tzura, the Jewish identity, and what Jewish people represent, and what they had in Messiah. But why didn't they lose all that? The reason why they didn't lose all that is because they believed that they're going to have a goal and they all have a mission. And when they understood the mission, and they understood the agenda of Parot, the uprooted this mission, and this plan, they didn't break. That was the point. And you see, it's a murder, in this light, it answers a question. Because we know that, that Claudio went down in Egypt. It says they went down to the Memtesh Shari Tumo. But Me'idach, it's Kenege Chazal, because Chazal say what? That Claudio was like a Uba Bimeimoy. A Uba Bimeimoy means that the child from the first month to the second month to the third month to the fourth month is growing constantly. That means they were developing. So how can you tell me that they were developing and at the same time you tell me that they're going into the Memtesh Haritumah. So are they developing or they're not developing? That means when they finally made a Yitzhiyah, it was because of all the development. Golos Mitzrayim is called Korab Barzel. Is it a growth process or it's a failure? So of course the point is under the enormous pressure of Sharal, of Sharbei, Shal Gimel, Shal Dalet of Tumah, each Shar of Tumah, you have to face this inner core challenge and the fact that which seems to be so insignificant you say that a person went out of Mitzrayim and he was to become part of Am Yisrael and he was to have the Torah and he was to everything because what? because he didn't look like a Sheikitz that's the point the Territ says nothing he didn't look like a Sheikitz the point is the inner core they couldn't touch the inner core no matter the pressure so the obvious is only the external way of developing the pressure to break the internal spirituality. The Ica Golis is the spiritual Golis. Not the physical Golis. That's not the Ica Golis. The Ramban says Bafurish. The Ramban says they didn't have Geula when they went out of Egypt. 
Their final redemption was when Hashem, when they built the Mishkan and the Shekhinah rested in them. That's Geula. Until then there's no Geula. That means it was a spiritual Geula. The physical, materialistic effects of, of all the psychological damage, the physical damage, all the pain that they suffered was only to reach them internally in order to break them internally and they didn't break internally. No matter how much they tried to influence them and do whatever they want, they didn't break. But what's the point? That's Emuna. That is Emuna. You can see a guy who's like Shinu Shemon. He's like Shinu Malbusha. He's like Shinu Roshonim. That's a manifestation of Emuna. Because the types of Emuna, the way I'm saying it, is the types, there's a plan, there's a grand plan, there's a mission, and you stay faithful to the mission. That's the point. So you can have a person in the United States of America who has a name, but says Shailen Halach, if you're allowed to have a English name like Jack or Joe, whatever it may be. According to our Moshe Feinstein, the truth, you could have that. But the point, only because it's a translation of a Jewish name, I'm not going to Halach, it's not Halach, it's here. But the point is, we could speak English, we don't speak uh, Hebrew, Dafka, Lush, and Kaidish, or Moshe says after the Torah, and then we don't have that Halach, Lamaisa, to have to speak Lush and Kaidish, but the points are always the same. Because the non-Jewish language is not the point of which language you speak. It's the Shiloh, if you speak like a Goy or you speak like a Jew. You know, that's a whole different point. It's the what your brain is, what your heart is, where, where you live. Where, you know, are you... The point is that people are... are, are the Golas goes on, 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 on. So we start to become like their culture. We go on vacations like they do. We do everything that they do. Our whole brain became an American non-Jewish brain. We just try to do it with a heksha, even Bodek, even Bet Yosef, even Ba'ud. All of the chumras and alochas, but the guys that guns and going with all the chumras and alochas. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, maybe too much kanois for this speech, for this public speech, you know? But the, but the point is that when you see the way people are dressing and the way they behaving is so alien from what the purpose of life is. Even if we're trying to do it basically according to halacha so we don't break the law. Which is a level. But the point is, the deeper point that the, that the author is saying is to be zoichet to go'ula you have to have emuna. The manifestation of emuna is that I can live a true Torah life with the true Torah hashkafa completely based on the belief that the mission of Moshiach and the final redemption is still in place and we're part of it. Because the reason why I don't want to behave that way is because I'm lacking an emunah in the mission. So the emunah in the mission has to be so real that a person, if he believes it thoroughly, he's going to sit and learn under many, many difficult circumstances because he believes it. He's going to keep a standard of hashkafa and Torah because he believes that the mission is still operative and it's still part of it. That's the manifestation of Emunah. Because the test, the way we're understanding now, the, 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 the Alta from Kelm says that before Mashiach there's going to be tremendous tests in Emunah. The test of the moon doesn't have to come out in a, in a way like, are you going to go off or are you going to be on? 
Are you going to, you know, have to, have to bow down to an idol? Are you going to get shot? No. The question in the morning is, are you going to be a true, authentic Torah Jew? Or are you going to be culture and just get by in religion? You know, that's also a big question in Amunah because that means you don't really believe in the plan. Are you going to be swept into the Arayis world? Are you going to be swept into the Gashmi's world? What world are you going to be in? What world are you going to belong to? Well, Amunah has to be the driving force. And that's why you see that Amunah and Kedusha are not entirely two separate things. The Kedusha is a continuation from Emuna. That's a whole shmuz in itself. So when we talk about Emuna, we talk about Kedusha. We talk about them simultaneously. Because the point of Kedusha is that I'm elevating my desires for a higher purpose. But I first have to believe there's a higher purpose. And therefore I have to be dedicated to that mission of the higher purpose. And it doesn't matter what the pressures are, I don't break to the higher purpose. That's already Kedusha and Emuna connected to each other. That's one sugyabat. So that's the message I want to give you. It was a little bit quick. Maybe I want to admire a few things a little better, but we're going to stop over here for now.